Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. This week kicks off the 2017 planting season in most areas. Calls have been coming in and guys asking, what what's the minimum temperature I can plant corn and not have any trouble? Well, we like soil temperatures to be at or above 50 degrees at planting. And we prefer they stay that way all the way out as far as get this crop up and going. But, but what is a minimum temperature? We're going to need to be 50 degrees or higher for 48 hours after the seed goes in the ground. If we drop below that before the <clears throat> seed gets imbibed full of water, it's going to cause seed chilling. Of course, seed chilling is disoriented uh, sprouts or corkscrewing in the ground that doesn't come up. Now, once the seed has imbibed the water and is basically swelled and then the soil cools down, we're not going to see the corkscrewing so much. It just does impede growth at that point. And if that lasts too long, that's not good either because you end up running out of vigor or pushing the plant, disease and insects come in. But you'll survive planting in warm soils and cooling in a lot better conditions than if you plant in cold soils hoping for it to warm up. Again, I realize in a lot of cases we're getting these planters tuned, we're getting them out there, and we're getting that uh, first day planting willies out of the way, and uh, that's a different story in itself. But if we're going to go into full-scale planting, we want to think about seed chilling. We're, we're now with a forecast and current temperatures that actually stay in above 50 degrees. Looks like it shouldn't be too hard to do based on the short-term forecast. The longer range forecast looks like next Thursday things could come apart and we need to watch that. But as our Thomas says here, our weatherman, a forecast beyond three days is just a guess. So what I'm saying is pay attention and watch these temperatures as you're working through this spring process and we get running. Seed chilling usually doesn't reduce the stand. It just reduces the ear count. So it still looks good from the road if you're driving fast enough. Remember, we're shooting for only a 6% drop from planting to ear count. Paying attention right now is how we get that done. April 8th, the cutworm traps lit up. Thank you to the trappers out there and the guys that are calling it in. Keep that up. Uh, we all appreciate that. Remember, these moths that came in on April 8th laid their eggs on green vegetation. So there's a lot of eggs that got laid in that span. Mainly here, I want to make sure you guys with the cover crops uh, recognize that, that you do probably have uh, a round of uh, cutworms in there. Some of you other guys that are using chickweed and henbed as your cover crop, any of these green fields got eggs laid in them. We'll watch the heat units and tell you when this hatch is going to take place. But a situation where even though you killed the green stuff now, buried it or worked it under, the eggs are still in the field and we have to pay attention to that. A couple of questions that have been coming in. Should I put an insecticide on with my planter for the cutworm population? Well, you can. Make sure you're using a product that's labeled for cutworm and you're applying it the correct way. Usually T-bands work better than infro treatments in my experience. You could put a treatment in your weed and feed. That's another way. If you haven't got your weed and feed on already, you could put uh, a pyrethroid in there to try to clean it up. You can rescue. Again, a cutworm's not that hard to kill. So you can rescue as well, meaning wait to see if you do have a problem. And then if you have a problem, go in there and treat. 
This again is a fairly cheap insect to treat for uh, from that perspective. But this requires scouting in the field, not from the road. So with situation you see it from the road, you've given up way too much. Here at CropTech, we planted our first round of soybeans on Thursday in our bean planting date study. A number of you guys are geared up to plant beans early. Um, remember the bean leaf beetle. According to our heat unit accumulation, the, heat, the bean leaf beetle is going to be early too. So don't let them take your early beans as they're trying to emerge out of the ground. So they end up doing damage and losing the stand there. In other words, you got to scout them too. So situation, paying attention this time of year to make sure we don't have to do this over again. A lot of tillage is being done as I drive around. And I got to be honest, guys, some of it's making the hair stand up on the back of my neck. It's obvious from the road that these fields are being pushed. Remember, 80% of the compaction comes in this pass. So you're going to dig down about an inch below your tillage depth, get some of that soil in your hand, ball her up tight, and then see if you can ribbon it or squeeze a ribbon between your thumb and your forefinger. If you can get at least a half inch of ribbon or more, compaction will be the result. So situation, this is too early in the season to give up that much. So we need a little more time before we start talking about the 80-20 rule and that type of thing. Based on the fields that I've been in, there's more no-till and strip-till fields that are ready than tilled fields. They dried out. Remember with the no-till and strip-till fields, we get that surface dry. We just teach that planter to dance. We stay light on the down pressure, just enough to keep our depth. We use those row cleaners to move residue and clean up the surface. Do not move that dry soil out of the way so you're planting in the muck itself. So just stay up there on top. So with that... I think, well, again, we'll see some planters running um, pretty much from here on out. And I think we got a good run until the temperatures change or if they do change itself. So keep her safe. Keep her moving.